Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Weird Wednesday. It's Wames. I'm here with Herb, the green dinosaur squishmallow, my emotional support stuffed animal that I got back in August. He's helping me through this episode because I'm feeling extra anxious about it because I don't really know how to talk about what I want to talk about. Anyways, if you need some extra support in your life but can't afford a real animal or take care of one because maybe like me, you can't even take care of yourself, I highly recommend a stuffed animal. He is just the best and makes me feel so comforted. Isn't that right, Herb? However, he is missing some fluff. He's kind of busted, but I feel like that makes him unique. I don't know. I love Herb. Anyways, I am here in my bed just chilling I haven't talked to you guys in a few weeks, which kind of makes me sad because I always love our conversations. I feel like you guys are just in the room with me and we are having a great conversation about life, which kind of makes me crazy because I know I'm by myself talking to no one and no one is talking back to me, you know, but I just, I don't know. I feel like they're real conversations. So I've definitely missed that, but I, I needed to take a step back from Weird Wednesday. Going forward, I'm just going to record episodes as I feel called to. And I have something on my mind that I want to talk about today. But um, another reason, or I guess the main reason why I'm taking a step back from the podcast, not that you guys really need an explanation, but I feel like, you know, my guilty conscience is like, yeah, you guys definitely need an explanation. So the main reason is I feel like I don't really have the space or privacy living at home to do Weird Wednesday, how I want to do it. Like I want to be shouting about things, like personal things at the top of my lungs. I just can't do that when I am in my childhood bedroom and can hear my mom downstairs and hear my dad on his conference call and can hear the person next door to my room using the bathroom, you know? And I just, I've decided that I want to have my own space and own apartment before I really take Weird Wednesday seriously, which you guys will be excited for me, I think. That is one of my goals for the new year is to move out of my parents' house and into my own place. I have wanted my own place for so fucking long and I feel like I'm finally ready. I don't know if it's going to happen next month or like December of next year. There, There's no timeline to it because I don't want to put that pressure on myself, but that is a goal and that's cool. I think we need to applaud ourselves on making goals more. Instead of like whether or not we crushed that goal by a certain time, like how about just having ambition and making a goal? That's cool. That's sexy. Applaud yourself for that. Um, so there's that. And another reason why I feel like I just needed to take a little bit of a step back is because like maybe a month ago, I don't even know how many weeks ago, I came on the podcast and I was like, well, I came on the podcast multiple times being like, I want to take Weird Wednesday so seriously. It is the one thing that lights me up. I'm going to invest in equipment, do merch, do a rebrand. I'm just going to do everything Weird Wednesday. And I think that kind of freaked me out. And then I wanted nothing to do with Weird Wednesday. Classic me, like I I am a very, I fixate on things. I feel like I have a short-term addictive personality, low-key, where like I'm obsessed with one thing for a short period of time. Or like I get too intense about something, then I want nothing to do with it, which only makes sense, you know? I think back to what year was it 2021 maybe 2020 where I was making charcuterie boards all the time and not just like meat and cheese on a plate I was doing like flowers eight kinds of nuts five kinds of cheese like the whole nine yards these elaborate charcuterie boards for like my friends all the time and I made so many that I got all charcuteried out and I haven't made one since literally can't even think of making one or else I will vomit 
not actually, but it makes me sick thinking about it. But, like, that is me. And I'm working on it. It's a personal problem. But, like, I tend to, like, fixate on certain things so much that I literally hate them. And I think I felt that a little bit with, like, how intense I was being about Weird Wednesday. And I was – I just had so many expectations for myself. And instead of taking baby steps or, like, maybe focusing on, like, one thing instead of five or a million or making it perfect and having, like, this huge – great organized podcast I decided I would I would try to do wait what what was I just saying I think I just lost my train of thought instead of focusing on just one thing I focused on a bajillion and then I wanted nothing to do with it so I was feeling I think a little overwhelmed so we're just gonna go on uh when I feel like recording I'm gonna record and today's one of those days I have something on my mind I do not know if I'm gonna be able to talk about it in a cohesive way that makes sense, but I'm certainly going to try. I've already tried like a million times. It hasn't worked so far, so fingers crossed that it works. But um, first of all, before I get into this topic, I just want to make sure everyone's doing okay. Not that you guys can even let me know how you're doing because you're not responding to me, but I wanted to give you some time to like really reflect on how you are actually doing because it's the end of December and it's been a hell of a year. I don't even know how to describe this year. For me personally, it was the worst year of my life. No, I don't want to say that. It was the heaviest year of my life. I don't want to say worst because I know that this is going to be, when I look back on it, like the most important year of my life. Um, And I could have a shittier year next year. You never know. But 2022 was hard. And give yourself credit for being here. And give yourself some time to reflect on how you feel. Like, I'm giving you permission to do that right now. I think it's really important. I think we live in a world where everyone just, like, sees everyone. They're like, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. And we're just lying through our fucking teeth. Teeth. Mouths. Teeth. I don't know. Um, Anyways, I'm going to give you some time to reflect on how you're doing while I talk about how I'm doing. Because I'm not just going to sit here in silence for a few minutes. I feel like, you know, if you need that time, just pause the podcast, then replay it or restart it. But... I'm going to do my check-in first. Um, I'm doing okay. I am not doing great. I'm not doing horribly. I think I have gotten a lot of perspective over the past few months from this part-time coffee shop job that I picked up, which if you don't know about that, I decided to get a part-time coffee job, coffee shop job, minimum wage job at the local coffee shop in my hometown because I was just feeling super fucking lost. Post breakup, I spiraled into a quarter life crisis, felt zero purpose, picked up a coffee shop job and it has changed my life. I don't mean to be dramatic, but it has changed my fucking life. And um, I have gotten a lot of perspective from a lot of different people at that coffee shop. And I have realized that I live a pretty great life. Not that I didn't know that before, but you know, I'm kind of like overthrowing myself like a pity party and like being sad all the time. So like, I'm not doing horrible. You know, I live a pretty good life. I'm really fortunate. I am, things could be a lot worse. Um, I have like a new perspective, which is really nice. However, like I'm not loving life, which is okay too. It's okay to be a really privileged person and also admit that you're not like happy because at the end of the day, you're comparing how you feel now to how you felt, you know, months ago or years ago or whatever. And I'm not feeling great. Um, I think a lot of that, though, has to do with the time of the year. Um, Also, one of the things I'm struggling with is still being at home 
although being at home has given me so fucking much. And that's another thing that I'm really proud of myself um, for is being able to like look at things like maybe there's a negative that comes along with it, but also recognizing the positives. I'm not loving being at home. However, it has given me so much. I'm so grateful to be able to have stayed at home with my parents rent free and saved money. I know not everyone has the opportunity and I'm so happy for it. I've also been able to detach my success from where I live. I was struggling with like feeling like I had to be in Boston to be able to create content on social media. And that's just a straight up lie. And it's really helped with that. It's also helped me um, realize what I actually like doing. I have realized I don't really miss drinking and going out in Boston. I miss my friends a lot and being close to them, but I've my priorities have shifted in a really nice way and being home has allowed me to see that and I don't think I would have recognized that if I still lived in the city. And then I've also been able to be really intentional with how I spend my money um, because I feel like I'm saving more money on rent. I'm able to like, I feel like that causes me to look at where I am spending money since like I don't spend as much. It's it's more, it's easier to like break down where the smaller amount of money you're spending is going. Does that make sense? I don't even know if I'm making any sense. Um, and I've been able to like really be intentional with how I spend my money. I was spending my money like a lunatic at the beginning of this year. And yeah, I would argue that like I had some really great months this year. Like the beginning of this year was, well, I guess what I thought was really great. However, my relationship was like, crumbling around me and I um, was in credit card debt, um, you know. So given the, given the take of life, um, anyways, that has, you know, been really great, those things, living at home. However, I'm really struggling with creating content here. It's not my space. It's my parents' space, and I recognize that, and it just doesn't feel like me. And I have a really hard time keeping a routine, keeping a schedule when I'm not in my own space. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just need to be in my own environment that I've curated in order to feel my most productive and inspired self. And I've struggled with that for months now. I struggle with the lighting and content filming just in general. I struggle with um, just, I mean, the kitchen is my workspace and it's like both my parents live here. My sister lives at home right now. My other sister is home right now. Um, It just doesn't, it brings out the worst in me sometimes, a lot of times. And I'm really struggling with that. However, there are, again, like I love being close to my family. I love that my sister's home and I get to spend time with her. But overall, I'm just feeling really, um, really not like myself when I'm at home in the space and it's not a space I look forward to being in. And I don't mean that in like a mean way, like fuck you parents, like make my house more cozy and me like it's just in a way that I just don't have my own space and that's how it is but I am really struggling with that whoa okay I need to stop my anxiety is so bad I really over explain sometimes when I'm super anxious so clearly I'm super anxious that is one thing I have been struggle struggling with is living at home and not having my own face space it just feels a little bit suffocating and not because I'm comparing myself to anyone else just because that is how I feel um another thing I'm struggling with which I already kind of mentioned is living not living at home um is this time of the year seasonal depression has hit me really really hard um I think that relates a little bit to being at home because I can't just like my friends can't just drag me out of bed I'm not like in the city where all they are all of them are um so I just I don't know I've really struggled 
in general with my energy levels, with my productivity. And I'm trying to recognize, you know, that it's okay to not be productive. And I tell myself that every year and I'm trying to slow down and realize that you can have a whole season where you're less productive. It doesn't have to be like, you know, one day you're less productive. It's okay to be down in the winter. Because I just think if you overwork yourself, if you're, what you're trying to do doesn't match how you feel inside. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. But yeah, seasonal depression has hit me hard. I'm canceling a lot of plans, which again, I'm doing because I need to make sure my mental health is okay. So I'm not apologizing for that, but it's hard. I literally wake up. The only reason I go to the gym is because my sister is home right now, um, which I'm very thankful for. But I wake up with anxiety and feeling like I'm already behind on the day and not being productive enough. And then like there's this huge disconnect, huge disconnect between that and then my body, which is exhausted all the time. And I just can't get out of bed. And I'm struggling with that. I am not going outside for walks like I said I would. I am creating some social media boundaries still and like really keeping the things that I love, like my little hobbies, like the Celtics, really close to me right now which has helped a lot. But at the end of the day, I'm really struggling right now. Um, And just in terms of like my energy levels and my overall mental health and motivation. And that's okay. I think a lot of people are. I have talked to so many people that feel the exact way. In fact, every person I've had a conversation with is like feeling the exact same. Everyone is like, I am so tired. I don't want to do anything, but I feel like I have to what's the purpose of life, yada, yada, yada. And obviously it's mostly people in their 20s. I think that just goes to show like the 20s are a really hard season of life. But also I think it's other people. Um, And yeah, so if you're also feeling that, like it's okay. (laughs) We're all going through it. I think if there's one thing I've learned is that your struggles might not be the same as mine, but we're both struggling with something. Like everyone is, whether you can see it or not. So just realize that. And I think it'll help you be a kinder person to yourself and to other people. Um, I think the last thing I wanted to touch on quickly with my mental health check-in. Okay, we're already at 15 minutes. I'm going to keep this brief. I feel like the holidays are hard. Um, And they're hard for me in a different way than they might be hard for you. I think a lot of people, whether they've lost someone close to them or recently gone through like a breakup or or, you know, don't have a lot of close people to celebrate the holidays with, have a really hard time during the holidays. I think traditionally, historically, on a surface level, the holidays are a time of like giving and feeling joyful and allowing yourself to rest and spend time with loved ones. And I just think that's not health, like a healthy way to look at things anymore. Because I think then there's this disconnect between how you're expected to feel and then how you actually feel. And I feel like that disconnect just amplifies the shitty feelings. And let me try to explain that. Like, I'm supposed to be a jolly St. Nicholas, snowman, Christmas globe, giving, loving, happy, cheerful, resting person right now. It's the holidays, you know? And I don't really feel that. I'm feeling an intense pressure to be as productive as possible for as long as possible before it's like the actual holidays. I am feeling kind of overwhelmed about gift giving. (laughs) I feel like we live in a super materialistic world and I just feel like I'm spending money on just random shit and not actually being intentional with my gifts to an extent. I just feel pressure. I just feel pressure when I, I didn't used to. I know a lot of that comes with growing up too. 
Um, and I just, I don't feel happy or restful. I just kind of feel like a Grinch. And because I'm supposed to feel jolly, holly, merry, it makes me feel guilty. Like it adds a layer of guilt to my not so great feelings. So I'm just feeling a little bit of that disconnect and feeling like because I, I'm expected to feel a certain way and don't, it's even worse and that something's wrong with me. So if you're feeling that too, I'm right there with you. Anyways, that's my mental health check-in. Um, I hope you took that time to do your own. And if I was blabbing too much and too annoying, sorry, just take a, take a moment and pause this and do some reflection. Let's move on. Let's move on because I told my sister I would play Mario Kart with her in 20 minutes. So I have 20 minutes to talk about this. I think that's a good timeline because I tried recording this episode already like one full time and it just, I went in circles as I do, as I do. But I think I have a better grasp on things now. I want to talk about being alone. Um, that's not really a great description of what I'm about to talk about because I think there are many levels to this. There are many ways to look at this as there are with everything. There are literally always two sides to everything. There's always two sides. But I want to talk about being alone. And let me clarify, I do not mean being lonely. There is a huge difference because I think, obviously, I'm not an expert in any of this, but I think of being alone as just being by yourself and spending time with yourself. I think loneliness is when you're by yourself and wish you weren't, kind of, if that makes sense, and you aren't able to make connections, but you crave them. Being alone, the way I want to talk about it is like being in your own company and being okay with that. And by doing so, understanding who you are and just like spending time with yourself and knowing what you like doing without other people around. And so we're going to talk about being alone today. And the reason I want to talk about this is because the other day, I came to a crazy realization, not crazy, but kind of just like scary, honestly, that I depend on everyone in my life, everyone and anyone in my life, but myself. And that's kind of dramatic. I guess I put more of, I put more value on other people's opinions and other external validation from other people than I do on my own opinion or my own self-worth. And that is not okay. And I'm going to kind of explain why I feel like that's not okay. Um, I also realize that I am literally putting my life on hold for other people's lives for zero reason. And it's not like they're doing the same for me, which I wouldn't want them to. But like, I feel like I am my life is stagnant right now and I'm not making decisions that would move myself forward because I, because of where other people are at in their life. I will explain that. Here are the two reasons why I came to these realizations. The first one, and I have not talked about this. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. I might, I don't know. Sometimes I spiral and word vomit, but Um, The first reason is because for the past few months, I've been seeing my ex. And I'm okay with admitting that at this point because I think it needs to be normalized a little bit going back to your ex because I think it's honestly like the more common 
result of a relationship. I think clean breakups and like not talking at all is actually the uncommon result, you know? And I think sometimes people feel a lot of shame in going back to their exes. And I did. It's a reason I didn't really tell you guys. I did tell like pretty much all my friends. So that was cool. But like, I do think there is a lot of shame felt in it. And like, why? You know, (laughs) why? That person was a huge part of your life. Like, it only makes sense that you would want them back in your life to some extent, you know? So I'm fine admitting that to you guys. But for the past few months, and if you missed the kind of breakup period of my life, I did a whole podcast episode on it, but essentially I ended the relationship because I felt like I wasn't being loved the way I wanted to be loved, which was no one's fault at the end of the day. I think the most toxic thing you can do is place blame in a relationship. It was no one's fault. However, that was like my gut feeling and I didn't stick with that decision. From day one after the breakup, I I second-guessed my decision and I started to place blame on myself where I was like, well, maybe I am high maintenance. Maybe I am unlovable. Maybe it is my, my fault. And so I kind of, you know, I never really allowed myself to be alone. And I think, you know, for those first couple of months when I wasn't seeing my ex and in communication really with my ex again, I relied very much on my friends and family to get me through those couple of first couple of months, which is a very natural thing. I think it's not like I think it's a weird thing that I did, but I never really allowed myself the alone time and the reflection and then fast forward a couple months, got involved with my ex again. And that had been going on for the past few months up until a couple weeks ago, where I finally realized that I am not high maintenance. I don't believe in that phrase. You can fight me on that all you want. I don't believe in that phrase. And I realized that I am worthy of exactly what I want and need. And not everyone is going to be for me. And I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on the things that I've learned post-breakup. But I finally put my foot down and stood up for myself. And that felt really fucking good. But up until like that moment of putting my foot down and feeling like I'm actually worth something and like if someone can't give me that, then they don't need to be in my life. Like for those past few months, up until that moment a week ago or a week and a half ago, I was not okay being on on my own. I didn't want to be back in that relationship. I knew it was too soon. I knew I made the decision I did for a reason. And I knew I didn't crave that specific relationship. I just craved someone. And I was really scared of being alone and being okay with that. And so that was the first sign. That was the first sign. Second sign, my sister came home a couple months ago. She was abroad for the first semester of college. Long story short, she just fucking hated it. As some people just hate, I mean, I transferred after my first year of college, so did my my other sister and my brother transferred after the first couple of years. Like, not everything works out and it's okay to quit, you know, redirection. She hated it and she's transferring, taking a year off and transferring schools. And she came home and I'm really proud of her. She put her mental health first and I think that's really important. And so she's been home for a couple of months and I have felt myself depending on her to... I don't even want to say to be happy, but I guess to be happy and to make living at home more bearable, which again 
it's fine. I need to give myself grace on these things. I know that. But, you know, I've I've pretty much depended on her to go to the gym every morning, which again, I think accountability is okay. But I've also felt myself, I've felt that dependence growing too big to the point where like, I get sad when she leaves and has social plans, you know? And that to me just feels dependent. And like, also, you know, I find myself, and this is the other thing I was explaining, I find myself putting my life on hold and not wanting to move out as soon as like I told myself I'd want to move out because she's here. And I'm like, well, she's taking a year off. I could stay here a year longer. And like with my ex, I was like, well, maybe if I move farther away or like move to a different city or or, or move to Boston, like Tim won't want to talk to me anymore because like I'm farther away. You know, I found myself like putting my life on hold for people that obviously I cared a lot about, which is fine, but it's not like they're putting their life on hold for me as they shouldn't. You shouldn't put your life on hold for anyone because you think your decision is going to like somehow make them sad. Anyone in your life that supports you and loves you will be happy with the decisions you make for yourself. And I just found myself falling into that dependency on other people and not being okay with myself and not asking myself what I wanted. And so those two kind of things, those two relationships in my life, my relationship with my sister and my relationship with my ex made me realize like where I'm at and how much work I have to do. And I felt that like a little bit too with my mom. Um, Before my sister came home, I was very dependent on her and walking with her in the woods. And like, again, it's fine, but it got to the point where like I felt really sad and like I didn't know what I could do if like she wasn't home to go on a walk. So all of this just led me to realize how uncomfortable I am with myself and how I don't really know what I want. And I think that's why I fall into a, a lot of comparison traps with other people, like literally random strangers on the internet, because I'm seeking so much external validation. But I think the reason I'm doing that is because I just don't know what I like and what I want and what's best for me and what I like doing when other people's opinions aren't involved. And so here I am at 26 years old, having this realization that I need to really get to know myself in a healthy way and start to make decisions for me. And so a couple of weeks ago, I'm, I'm sitting here like, whoa, like what, how, what is this going to look like? Wow. I feel like my life is kind of starting over and it's really exciting. Actually, I'm speaking about it right now and I'm like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was really scared. I'm really excited. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever once in my life taken time for me to learn about me. It's always been about what do my friends think? How many friends do I have? What boy is paying attention to me? What do people think of me about my social media, about my content? Does this person approve of, like, what I'm doing in school? Like, it's always been for other people. And like, I'm not saying that in a way that I'm like completely selfless. Like I'm very opinionated. I do shit for me. I express my opinions, whatever. Just like, I genuinely don't think I really know myself. And I think the only way for me to start getting to know myself, because here's the thing, 
I am the first person to go to a coffee shop alone, go on a solo walk, take myself out to dinner. But I think the the thing I need to do to start to get to know myself is to spend time alone in real life situations more often. And by that, I mostly mean like, I feel like traveling. I don't know. Or like going places that are out of your comfort zone or like aren't just, you know, your local coffee shop. And when I asked you guys about this topic and your opinions on it, a lot of you said that solo travel has changed your life. And I truly believe that because I think it applies to all relationships aside from just your relationship with yourself. I think one of the reasons Tim and I never had that relationship foundation is because we met in COVID and we never got to test really what our relationship was like in the real world before we were like totally in it, you know? And I just think with any relationship, it's really important to go out there and travel together and experience real life things and get outside your bubble and do stuff. And like, so that's my first step. My personal first step. And listen, I know there are so many ways to look at this and go about this and talk about this. And I know there are so many people that think there are different ways, best things to do. This is just my own personal experience. This is what I'm going to do. And this is why I went on the solo ski trip on Saturday. That was a big step for me. I had never, like skiing is something I would do with a bunch of friends. And I wanted to do it by myself and see what it was like. It was a two-hour drive both ways or more than two hours, like two hours and 15 minutes. And, um, it was cool. Like, I feel like I'm finally starting to do things that I would normally do with friends, for example, travel or go skiing, or like, this is my goal at least that by myself. So I can see if I would still like them by myself because I'm at a point in my life where I think I just need to start doing things that I like, but the only way to figure that out is to do things alone. Does that make sense? So like the social part of it can come, you know, but I do think the first step is to be alone, to see if you like something alone, because I don't think being with other people is enough reason to like something. Fight me on that if you want. I don't even know what I'm saying, but basically that is my goal is to travel solo and go on little solo trips like this and really like spend time with myself doing things that make me uncomfortable. Because I'm not gonna lie, that ski trip was a little uncomfortable. Like I felt uncomfortable sometimes on the ski lift when there was a group of three friends and then me. I kind of felt like an outcast. I kind of felt like a loser. And like, why did it matter? I don't know, because every anytime I see someone else doing something alone, it's like, I admire them. I'm like, wow. Like, I see someone out to dinner by themselves, I'm like, good for you. I see someone reading at a library by themselves or on a bench, I'm like, that's hot, that's sexy. Guy or girl, whoever you are, I'm like, wow, sexy. I see someone skiing by themselves, and I'm like, that's... I literally, like, sat next to someone else skiing by themselves. And I was like, that is cool. And it's like, why did I not feel that same confidence in myself? And so I, I think that was, like, a big enough sign, again, for me to be like, okay, this is good. I'm uncomfortable. Growth comes from being uncomfortable. And so that is step number one, which also kind of leads me to like the other thing I really wanted to touch on. Um, 
I think it's really important before you really like dive into any relationship, intimate or not. Like I think any healthy relationship is not going to stay healthy if you don't know how to fill your own cup up first before you fill that person's cup up. And I don't think that's self selfish. I think it's selfless. I've talked about this concept before, but I think it applies to this. You need to know what lights you up, to know how to be alone, and to know what you love before you can love someone else. You need to love yourself first. And the only way that you can love yourself is figure out what you need to give yourself to feel loved. And that is not something that's going to come from other people. So I asked this question on Instagram and so many of you kind of fought back. Not that I really even expressed my opinion. I just asked you guys what you thought. And I want to read some of these actually. Um, because so many of you were like, I do not think you need to love yourself before getting in a relationship. I think that journey can happen after getting in a relationship. And I would fight back on that a little bit because I would argue that like, if you don't love yourself, how do you know if you're getting in a relationship for love or just to have someone because you're not okay with yourself? Does that make sense? I don't know. I think there needs to be some kind of start or like embarkment. That's definitely not a word on said journey before putting yourself into a relationship. I think intimate relationship, most important, but still like in any relationship, I think I would feel a lot more confident in my relationship with my sister. Not that I'm like not confident in it, but you know what I mean? If I was able to make decisions for me first. You know? You know? I don't know. Okay, let's see. I just want to read some of your responses. Um, um, sorry, this might take a little bit of time. You guys had so many things to say. One of you said not necessary. Everyone's worthy of love, but makes it easier to work through issues. Okay, so I, I guess I agree with that. Like, because a lot of you were saying, like, I don't think you need to, like, love yourself before getting in a relationship. You're still worthy of love. I, I don't disagree with that. I think everyone's worthy of love. I think you're also, though, worthy of the right kind of love. And you don't know what kind of love that is until you know how you need to be loved. Which requires self-love. You know what I'm saying? Um, you need to love yourself and be comfortable with yourself before doing it with someone else. A lot of you said you got just got out of like a long-term relationship and don't know how to be on your own and are really struggling for that. And I think, again, like I can relate that to my own relationship. One of the reasons why I tried to go back on my decision and spiraled so much post-breakup is because I didn't know how to be alone and because I didn't love myself first. I didn't know how to unselfishly do things for me first before doing things for Tim because I didn't know what I loved. You know what I mean? Anyways, I'm already like going off topic. And then some of you are like, I love spending time with myself so much that I'm scared to get in a relationship. So again, it just goes to show there's a flip side to everything. But I'm going to wrap it up because I don't know. I guess like the whole point of this podcast was to just remind you guys that it's okay to like realize at 26 years old or however old you are that like you're not okay with yourself and that's where I'm at and so I'm going to start taking steps forward to like 
going on that journey and really starting to decide what I like. And then letting the social part of things and the relationship part of things fall into that. But like, I'm always, I think going forward, going to ask myself, well, what do I want to do? And I think you need to fill your life with things that you want to do first. And I know there's some compromise that comes with it, but I really think like most of the time, if you don't want to do something like go out and drink, don't do it. I don't care if your best friends are going to be there. Like if you if you don't want to do it, don't do it. <laughs> because you're going to be a miserable person and that's just going to harm your relationship with your friends cuz you're not going to show up as the best version of yourself. And I think you know, that's also something I've been working on is canceling social plans and not feeling guilty about it so I can spend time on me. And really asking myself why do I want to go to this event or why do I not want to go? And thinking about those reasons. And it's easier said than done. It's going to take a lot of soul searching, but I am, I'm starting that journey and I'm really excited about it. And I do actually want to talk about moving out quickly because again, that's like a goal of mine in the new year and I'm so scared to do it. And I think I already would have done it if I wasn't so uncomfortable with the idea of being by myself. And I know there are other things that affect that, like literally the fact that like my parents have taken care of me or I've been with a roommate who can take care of me and like just being scared of like sleeping at night. Like what if I have a cold and die? I already like am such a baby when it comes to sickness. Like I have a sniffly nose and I'm like, I'm gonna die. So I cannot imagine living alone, you know? But it's beyond that. It's like a fear deeper than that where I'm like, well, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with just having where I want to live and just making a place my own. I'm not comfortable with having that be enough because I'm putting so much thought and emphasis on like what other people are doing or where other people are living or what other people might think. And I'm not okay with just like moving somewhere and that being enough. And like me being there and my presence and just being a new in a new space by myself being enough. And I know that for a fact because otherwise I would have moved out. I'm ready for that. Like I feel it so deeply yet I'm so deeply also not ready. And I need to make sure I am okay with myself and confident in my own presence and asking myself the hard questions before I can do that. So that's like, that's the journey I'm on. And um, yeah, to prevent myself from talking in more circles, we are gonna, gonna end it there. But um, I just wanted to remind you guys that like, it's okay to realize, you know, that you don't know who you are. I think it's really beautiful. And I think like that self-awareness in and of itself puts you 20 steps ahead of the next person because then you're not going to sit in a relationship where you know you're doing things for the other person and not filling your cup first and it's going to prevent your your future self from crumbling because you're building that foundation with yourself now which is the most important one and I really do think you need to do that without anyone else 
And if you're already in a relationship, I also think it's fine to embark on that journey. I think self-awareness is like the most important step. Um, but there are going to be a lot of hard questions that you have to ask yourself. And I, I truly feel like if you don't love yourself, you can't love someone else. So I'm working on that. I am working on that. And um, yeah, self-worth, I think at the end of the day is like what I'm really talking about. And I think it's all kind of related, but that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Isn't that right, Herb? Herb just had to sit here and listen to me word vomit. I'm sorry. I don't even know. I told you guys I was anxious about this episode and didn't really know where I was going to go with it. So I hope that was enough for you. And I hope that maybe, I don't know, you at least asked yourself how you were doing at the beginning of this episode, because I think a lot of people are struggling and it's important to recognize that and you know, do the hard work because I really think like the shittiest times bring the most growth. Every down has to have an up and I'm on my come up and I'm going to make some self-improvement, self-discoveries and do things by myself. But I did, I will say I did bust my ski while, I mean my knee while I was skiing. I went over some moguls on a black diamond. I flew out across the moguls on the top of the moguls, which is so fucking dangerous. And I flew into the side of the the trail and I twisted my knee and I'm getting an MRI on New Year's Eve. Any New Year's Eve plans? Oh yeah, I'm actually getting an MRI at 4.30 p.m. on New Year's Eve. That, that's my big plan. Um, yeah, so I kind of busted my knee. So probably no more skiing for me, at least for the next few weeks until I see what's wrong with my knee. But um, yeah, it's funny too, when I hurt my knee, all I wanted all I wanted. I was like, I just want a hug from Tim. No, I didn't. I just wanted someone to be there for me. And I think, again, that's human, but also that was, that was toxic, you know? Then I was like, I want my mom. But then I was like, Amy, suck it up. You're fine. And I skied down. I had to do two more runs to get to the other side of the mountain. And I drove home. I didn't even ask for help, which is also a problem in and of itself. I probably should have got the ski patrol to bring me down, but it's fine. Anyways, Sorry, I just need to tell you guys my knee's busted. Okay, I love you. Bye.